Bryce, welcome back to Legit Bat, uh, a Sunday edition, and we are sans Ben because he has his kids today, and that's fine. He's got shit to do. I do too, but instead I'm right here talking to these motherfuckers. So uh, hush, hush, society. Why don't you tell us about yourselves and what you guys do? Oh, and we're get, being joined right now by another one of you. So that's perfect. Yeah, we, we come out of the woodwork. I another guess one. So. <laughs> yes, Hello. we're all here Hello. now. Yes. Hello. Can I be heard? You can Good be heard. Good morning. You're good. Right. Yes. We were just doing introductions, dude. Uh, whoever wants to shoot, shoot from the hip. Sure. I am Mystery Mike from Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, as you mentioned. And these are my compatriots, Slick Frank Sanders and Declassified Dave. We do conspiracies and all the same type of shit that you guys watch here and listen to here. Um, and yeah, we like the classic oldies. You know, we go we go back to the 50s and 60s and 70s and go through those conspiracies and the old stuff. Uh, mysteries, true crime, cults, you know, have fun. You can find Sweet. us anywhere, you know, wherever. That's wherever about my, uh, yeah, that's about my introduction every time. You can find us in the, the spots. I mean, yes. you're listening right now, so you should know. I love it. There I love the old conspiracies too, because I never got into that stuff. So I've been listening to podcasts that talk about 50s and 60s conspiracies like Laurel Canyon and stuff I've never even looked into or even thought about. So I love it. I want to hear some of your weirdest stuff if you guys have time. Yeah, bring us the weird. Ah, oh, the weird. Uh, simulation weird. theory. Not not 50s and 60s, but simulation theory, I think, is one of the weirdest ones that we did, uh, which kind of coincides with mind uploading. Yeah. Well, I'm actually glad you brought that up specifically because we've been talking about that from different angles lately. Um we had uh, human vibration on a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she thinks the multiverse is kind of a, a psyop to get people out of their, their moment right here, right now. You know, you hear, you hear a lot about that, but then we uh, talked to Nick Hinton last week too. And he was kind of saying the same, well, kind of from a different perspective, but he was kind of saying that he thinks the simulation theory is a psyop because it brings you away from God. So there's, different ways to think about that but what do you guys think in general as far as that theory goes and i also want to hear if you have if you guys have watched black mirror the episode san junipero which was highly decorated and given multiple accolades for being the yeah. best episode it was my favorite episode until i realized that death isn't the worst thing in life um no what's worse is being trapped here forever that's way worse than death i know but that that so for me being like a normie Previously, I loved that episode. I was like, you could upload yourself and just hang out forever in the multiverse. That sounds amazing. Like that was me. And now I'm like, oh, that's the worst. That's the trap. They want us to get to that point. They want everyone to feel that way. But that episode touched the souls of so many people who are our age because they look at all the music they played in that episode. It was all old school music that would bring those. It was it would tug at the heartstrings of people and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. And yeah, this does sound really cool. I would love to hang gross. out with my lesbian lover forever in the metaverse. Okay, yeah. Is, is that the episode of the the elderly people who are like yes. terminally yep. ill? Okay. Yeah, they're old lesbians, okay. right? Which is yeah, fine. Yeah, More yeah, power yeah, to yeah. them. Yeah. And at the care, end, it sure. plays uh, "Heaven on Earth." Heaven is a place on Earth, and it shows the little computer. <laughs> 
So it shows the little lights flashing. Like those are all the people in there just existing. And you're supposed to be like, that's amazing. That's so great. And it's super gross. They're not even people anymore. Well, yeah. So let's get into this. So we'll start with mystery Mike, just because you're up on this side of my screen and then we'll go to Frank and then declassified Dave. So Mike, let's start with you. What, what's your general idea with the simulation theory and all the attached, uh, you know, shit. Yeah. So like I was saying, mind uploading, kind of goes along the lines of simulation theory, I guess, uh, same category, I would say. But if, if you're thinking about it in the way of we do have a biological body somewhere and we are just living within a simulation, the matrix, I guess you could say, um, it makes sense in a lot of different ways. Uh, you could look at, you know, the, the black cat theory, you know, where it just, it's, it's just, you see glitches in the matrix and that happens a lot. You see them a lot more actually now. And is that something that's kind of pointing towards the matrix crumbling on itself? Also, if, if you look at the size of what a quantum computer would have to be to hold all of us, if we're all conscious beings within this matrix, um, the, the computer would have to be massive. It would have to be the size of a universe, realistically, to compute the capabilities of an entire, you know, multi-billion person world of all conscious people. Um, but if you look at it from the other end, okay, maybe there's 100 million people that are conscious and the rest of them are all NPCs. They're all just written code that exists. And how many times have we seen those people? people right. So I think we all out. have our own ideas of NPCs. What's your idea of it though? Cause there's, there's differing opinions on that. I think, I think <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think most drug addicts are NPCs like the heavy drug addicts. Uh, the the people that you see out in the in the street that no longer exist here in this plane of existence, um, those are NPCs. I think a lot of people that that lack any kind of uh, characteristics, any kind of personality, those are pretty easy shells for for NPCs. Um, most animals could be NPCs. Have you ever thought of NPCs also being so? I. I can see what you're saying. Have you ever thought of NPCs, though, as something similar to what we saw in, in the Matrix, for example, like the Oracle is kind of an NPC, like she's just always there. She is mm -hmm. technically a creation of the Matrix. She's a robot for all intents and purposes, but she's there for good and kind of broke out on her own. Do you ever think of good NPCs that are there just as either barriers or obstacles in a way or ushers Guides. of goodwill. Yeah. They could be one or the other. It's not really a negative thing or a positive thing. They're just there to kind of give direction. Yeah. I think those actually exist within people's family structures. So there's somebody in your family the that is uncle. technically an NPC. Yeah. It's, it's usually the person I, in my mind, I would see it as usually the person that you are most akin to. You're the, you know, the, the person that you find their advice sage and you listen to them word by word and you know, like what they're telling you is sound advice or, you know, you, like you said, a good Samaritan, good guide in life. I think most of those people realistically are NPCs because especially older generations, let's say that you had an 80 something year old grandfather who told you these stories over a period of time and how he went to war and he did this and he did that. 
Can you verify any of that? <laughs> beyond pictures, beyond what he's telling you, can you verify the history of literally any human being on this earth? No, you can't. And we talk about that a lot too, because there, what can you verify to yourself besides what you see and experience yourself? So that's why people have so many questions about history and things people are, you know, are telling them happened is because mm -hmm. it's like, well, I didn't see it. So I don't know. And you can, you know, break that down to things that happen now with train derailments or, you know, any of the shit you see in the news. It's like, it sounds stupid to be like, oh, all this is fake. But to the individual, it, it is fake. It's not something that happened to you. So why are, you know, why are you worried about it? So to try to verify every single thing that happens is, uh, an exercise in futility because you're not going mm -hmm. to, but you're always going to have somebody that comes out and it's like, no, I was there. I saw this happen. It's like, okay, well it was real for you then. Yeah. It wasn't real for me. Yeah. Within a, within a bubble, essentially within a bubble, you know, it's, it's like, it's like I said, if you, if you have a hundred million people that are all conscious, okay, let's say that we're surrounded again by another 7 billion NPCs and we're just basing our history and what we know and our knowledge based off of what those NPCs were coded and, and programmed to tell us and to give us. Yeah. I got a question about the drugs. Do you think those people were born NPCs or do you think that they got the virus, the mind virus of being addicted to a substance? that brought them down that route. I don't think those people ever existed. That's okay. <laughs> Wait, I, I like this. Hold on. Cause so I, I'm not a huge fan of the NPC thing in general. So I'm open to all interpretations of what that could or couldn't be. So do you think Dave? Yes. Do you think that, uh, so people are born with a soul, but then by, or taking in drugs and just not paying attention to the world around them or not caring, they could kind of lose that soul or light or whatever you want to call it and then just become NPCs. Yeah, that was kind of my question for, for Mike and, and his his thought process with, with how he, you know, pertained. It could be, you know, like, like when you're talking about drug addicts or being addicted to something that has put you, you know, like poof, you're not here anymore. Uh could they have started out without being essentially having a virus like you would in a computer or the matrix? Like, yeah, I actually about. like that I idea because I think uh, everybody has the potential to be everything. So you, you could start out as somebody who has the potential to not be an NPC and then, you know, come across something that just turns your mind off. I, I think I've actually experienced that a lot with people I know where you've known them your whole life and they seem different later on like something switched off or something switched on and there's something different now so and i mean that brings in you, know, you want to talk i hate the word quantum i've said it a million times nobody understands it so why are we fucking using it but the idea of superposition is really interesting because it could be you have the it is literally the ability to be one thing or the other at the same time it's the schrodinger's cat thing so if you have the ability to be one thing or the other at the same time it's just by observing it that that manifests, you know, so that makes sense with the drug addict thing. You, something was introduced into their field that just switched something off or on. And I've known a lot of drug drug people that are way more enlightened than the most sober motherfucker I've ever known. So I don't know if that makes them an NPC because they're they seem enlightened to me and maybe I'm an NPC. 
Yeah. But look at how people are when they get off drugs too. People get off drugs and they're like, I found God and like, I know all this stuff. And they're a totally different person than they were when they were on drugs and kind of blind to what was going on. Not to say that I haven't seen drug addicts who are super content with nothing. They have nothing. They don't care about their social credit score. As long as got that they're age, like, yeah, fuck they're... you and your social credit score. I'm never going to rent a hybrid electric car from you because I don't give a fuck. I have heroin. So, I respect that. I respect somebody who's so high that they're like, fuck your Tesla. Good for you. dude. Sure. But then they come out of that and they're like, okay, I can build back better in this world and be a person and live in this existence and still have a good time. They find a way to make it okay both ways. But when they're on drugs, they're not paying attention to anything around them. They're not really absorbed in other people not or this reality with anything. That's what I mean. Like it's all per perspective. Like you can see somebody who thinks they're, or who seems like they're out the fucking left field. And really they're just living their best fucking life. It just seems like it's out in left field to you because they're not participating in this system or paying taxes or, you know, so that seems like an NPC because it's like, Oh, he's off in his own fucking world, but maybe he's actually got it right. Who are we to say? Who knows? Because yeah, the NPC on to play devil's advocate could be the guy driving the Tesla wearing the tie scrolling on his cell phone mindlessly could also be yes, that, like that's Mike said no no exactly. personality no characteristics about them that doesn't distinguish them from others yeah exactly I just hate when people say it's the uh, the person who's the NPC is the person who orders the plain cheeseburger. No offense, babe, because you have said that. But uh, the, the person who's just like ordering from McDonald's every day, who's just like, derp -a derp -a derp, I eat Swedish fish every night or whatever the fuck. Like, it doesn't matter. I do not eat Swedish fish every night at all. I just like the taste of More Swedish fish. No, I'm that's sure. not true. But the people who do dumb things that are bad when you think like, oh, they got the two liter of soda and that's what they drink all the time or what like judgments against people. That's what people think NPCs are. And I don't think that's what that is. And, and that's funny because I think judging people like that too, which is very inherent in humans to do that is probably an NPC trait too, to, to be judging people on stupid shit. Like, oh, you order your cheeseburger plain like that. So maybe we're all NPCs <laughs> just trying to break out and figure out who, you know, who fucking knows but Frank, we have not heard from you at all what do you think about all this bullshit we're talking about yeah so simulation theory i feel very strongly about um i lived for a couple years like absolutely convinced that we were in a simulation and somehow i worked myself out of that because it was like terribly depressing and psychotic and almost uh, uh, obsessive about it but i i do have some strong opinions um Mike said earlier in the episode that the the computer that would need to run some sort of simulation on the plane that we're existing in would have to be the size of a galaxy. Now, the, the, the very first computer was 50 feet long and something along the lines of four or five tons, right? So here we are in 2023 and we all have computers in our pockets. Who's to say this simulation isn't running in the year who knows, you know, a hundred years in the future, a thousand years in the future to where uh, you could be running a supercomputer on something the size of a sprinkle, right? A sprinkle on your ice cream, yeah, making it much more viable. Um, I, I forget the quote of, I forget who exactly said the quote, but somebody at some point said humanity 
will eventually go extinct or get to the point where they'll be able to run a simulation that's indistinguishable from reality. You look at today's technology with ray tracing in video games and ultra high definition graphics to where it's almost like that that's that's getting pretty real to what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Uh, it starts to get scary, so it's easy to question whether this could be a simulation or not. With what we're experiencing, what we know to be true, the things that we're playing just as video games, you know, almost simulating real life, who's to say what's going to happen in another two, three hundred years? Are we going to be able to fully simulate something? And I, I think it's a possibility as long as we don't get struck by a meteor or AI takes over or whatever it may be that takes down humanity. I think if that doesn't happen, we'll get to that point. And who's to say that point hasn't already taken place, right? Um, when it comes to NPCs, I would define it as somebody without a soul. And how to define that exactly, it's hard to say because a soul isn't tangible. And like you said, a lot of judging takes place. So you could look at somebody and say, that's a soulless SOB, right? That, that, right. that I always person say when has you, no soul. You could drive for five minutes in any state and be like, they're all NPCs. They're all retarded. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. You know. exactly. I, I, and I, I've done that myself. I've been at theme parks, saw what somebody was wearing, how they were acting. That's, that's an NPC all day. Um, and it's really judgment and who are we to say who are who are we to say that person has no soul okay that guy has a soul because we can't really put a finger on it what a soul is i like to think about it as like how we touch consciousness how we tap into reality how we conceive the universe around us and how we are spiritually that that's how i like to consider a soul and somebody who's not in touch with those things or conscious of those things around them i would think okay that guy's an npc right he he orders the plain cheeseburger from mcdonald's he eats the swedish fish every night he's drinking <laughs> a two liter of mountain dew doesn't care about his nine to five he'll work it till he dies um yeah i i think i think simulation theory uh it's scary because it's it's viable i think we could get there at some point if we haven't already we could be in that right now so based on what you're saying yeah. with with ai and we're tapping into ai and we're like wow look what ai could do it could take us over it would have to be the size of the universe what if god is an acronym for whatever fucking program is running us what if we're in that already? What if the universe is our little hard drive that we're all encapsulated inside of? Yeah, Not to be well, super negative, just curious. I wouldn't even say that that's negative necessarily. I, I wouldn't say that's that what that's I was negative. about to say. Exactly. Be, be, uh, traditional, traditional religion would probably argue against it. But I feel like everybody's entitled to their own relationship with some sort of creator. And who's to say some sort of creator didn't create whatever it is that we're in, whether it be the Milky Way galaxy floating amongst thousands and thousands, if not millions and billions of universes. Who's to say that that isn't just lines of code? We can't. Right. Yeah. We can't say that it's yeah. not. And so I, the thing I always come back to is, are you guys aware of Crow Triple Seven, the guy that does the he does the podcast and he's, he did the Lunar Wave. Anyway, he 
he kind of argues that if it's a simulation that denies the existence of a creator and like i don't think so at all like you don't play a video game and say right. nobody created this because it's just a simulate no somebody put a lot of fucking time and effort seen tamagotchis that. come on dude <laughs> yeah but you you have this little thing that you have to take care of and you love it and you care about it and then eventually you fucking forget about it and that is my biggest fear with whoever you created us in the simulation god <laughs> no but we're just the little tamagotchi that's just gonna starve and die because our creator doesn't care well, yeah. and i'm not saying that i'm not super blackpilled with that shit i, I always say that it doesn't seem like a simulation as far as we know it the simulation with zeros and ones and computer code is all we know how to think about it because that's what we do is we make computer codes with zeros and ones and it's very sterile and clinical and weird um and it's all we've been taught I don't know anyone who's done any research further. Right. So to try to try to think way. about how this could be a simulation, but not a computer code is hard to think about because, but it is kind of everything's duality and zeros and ones and polarity. Everything is kind of computer codish, but I always call it a biological simulation because it does seem to be, there's something real about this, but it's not something we can even think about because a simulation to us is something that's not real. It's on a screen. It's something you're looking at you know externally and i always think maybe that's us we're just the avatars in a video game but it's real to us it's like playing mario mario doesn't know that the tube he's jumping in isn't he real he, maybe he's thinking about it he does eat a lot of mushrooms so he could <laughs> and how do we know that mario doesn't have genetic code and lines of dna in him yeah, you know. we don't know what Mario does when we turn the game off. He's fucking the shit yeah. out of Peach. We know that yeah. every game. <laughs> He's Mega been fucking Italian. her for like 30 years. <laughs> Laying the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so when you're talking, uh, Franck, when you're talking about, you know, you know, recognizing other people as NPCs because they aren't uh, as... Oh, yeah. It was like it's almost like pinging your soul off someone else. So we are all connected in I'm, some way. And you I'm can always send a ping out there and they don't send a ping back. You're like, ooh, soulless. Sorry. Like, right. That's what I was careful. Say something profound. They could just do something human. I'm always very careful to not say you're not on our level or you're not, you know, seeing eye to eye with us because that seems stupid. You're not. It's not that somebody's on a different level than you. It's just different. So it, it's not that I'm higher or lower. You're just over there you're in a different like dimension of thinking so yeah to, to, to judge people by how they act and be like they're definitely npcs also seems like an npc thing to do because it's kind of a base instinct to judge people like that so no i i agree entirely um like i said the the soul thing it's it's not tangible so again we we can't really base any sort of opinion on whether somebody has a soul or not it, it's right. definitely hard to say. Or yeah, NPCs so, don't exist at all. Or they or don't exist all at all. NPCs yeah. that think we aren't. That Who was. Knows? I remember when the the concept of NPCs was first introduced to me in a podcast. I heard about a guy who is like, I realize NPCs exist because I can manifest my reality. And manifest <laughs> is a term is a term that I fucking hate. It's one of those cringy new age shit. So whatever, oh, that's yeah. fine. Go ahead and manifest your reality if you guys want to. That's totally cool. Go for it. Not judging, but it's kind of gay. So, um, but this guy was saying that he could 
make his make his day happen a certain way. And he was so in touch with his reality that he could tell what was going to happen before it happened. And he was saying it in a pretty funny way. He wasn't an asshole at all, but the way he talked about NPCs was so fucking arrogant. You could tell he felt like he was the most important person in the world. And for himself, that's okay because he is himself and he can feel like he's the most important person in his world. If he wants, that's his right. He's totally entitled to that. But also for a person outside of that, I'm like, that's great for you, but he has no wealth. He wasn't open to anything at all. It was just like, this is my way. And this is my view. And anyone who thinks outside of it is, is wrong and different. And that's how every single person thinks if you are not open to other people's thoughts and opinions. Right. And that's, that's a trigger for me too. The NPC trigger that I'm like, if you're not open-minded about other people's perspectives, I don't know if I can trust you or not. And it's not that so much if they're open-minded, but if they're very sure of themselves and they're like, this is what's true, it's an immediate turnoff. I'm like, you might be right, but the fact that you're so sure of yourself makes me kind of it's, not want to listen to you. Like, just yeah. try to be a little bit nicer. And I hope we never come off like that. <laughs> that's just me. Maybe I'm an NPC and I'm just super offended by it because I'm an NPC. I don't know. I'm open to being that too. But when someone comes at it like, well, this is my view and I can do anything I want in this world and manifest my reality and all of these people are my peons, eh, it's kind of kind of gross. That's definitely off-putting when when somebody thinks, you know, that this is my world, you just live in it. That's that's yeah. but that's kind that's of true. Not to cut thought. you off, but that is kind of it. Like you are the center of your own reality is true because it's true for every single person. You are the center of your own reality. And there's you can go to the extreme with that and be narcissistic and be like, everything's out for me, or you can be like, No, this world was made literally for me. So I'm gonna use it to help other people, or you know, however you want to think about it. Well, you have to well, understand that our world. Everyone, we are all the center of our own world. It doesn't make us narcissistic just because we have that thought, because we are us. So all of you guys, that you're the center of your world in a way, because you are you. So you have to navigate this world. My daughter is 17, and she just told me that she gets really angry when her friends think they're the main character in the story. And I was confused by that at first. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, they just think they're the main character. And I tried to tell her, hey, they, they are the main character because they're living their life. Why do you care about their life? And she couldn't even comprehend that. And I don't watch TikTok all day for my life. So I guess I couldn't really get through to her. You're but not it's, going it's, to either. It's an interesting concept that kids are trying to take away that self-identity. Like they want, I, I think the media and TikTok and all of that is trying to make everyone make them care more about other people's lives than their own so that they're not really taking care of themselves, thinking more about what other people think and then living their lives that way so that they're impressing other people rather than loving themselves in a sense. So everybody's, everybody's running their own simulation. Like, like you said, like they're every, you are player one in the game you're in and you have it's to always, be. it's always going to be that way. So maybe the simulation that we're living in, is also has all these other 7 billion plus nodes on top of everything else that's living that has some type of, if it's conscious you know, or not, and knows it's there. Maybe this is a very complicated device that we're all a part of. It definitely is. It feels very complicated. I mean, we have to be the best person we can be while constantly judging ourselves, trying to help other people who are all, also constantly doing the same thing. 
Well, very complex. I always go back to the, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was a line that stood out very well. And it's almost matrix matrix esque where somebody was like, what if this is all in my head? And she's like, isn't everything all in your head? It literally is like everything that happens are just input signals interpreted by the brain happening to you. Not that you could change that through, you know, manifestation or whatever. Maybe you can, if you can, fuck yeah. But it's almost like the, there is no spoon thing. Like there isn't a spoon because all you're seeing of the spoon is what's being interpreted by your brain and ears and eyes and everything. So it gets, it is complicated, but if you take subjectivity out of it i guess it's not that complicated it's like no everything's just kind of happening and you're just observing it who knows i think we have to just stop trying to make the world the way we want it to be and just accept the world the way it is and That's ride black it pill, out though. it's not black pilled but i'm not negative about it i think it's positive just ride it out and be happy what about it and be, be okay the change you want to see in the world you know that old thing what yeah. about that? that sounds just as cool as manifestation to me yeah I- or we all just exist inside inside some creator or God's brain matter. Right. We're just like and that ne- is like the neurons. simulation. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually kind of how I feel about it. I feel like we are all we're the imagination. We are thought forms. We are. So w- would that take of free will out? Would that get rid of free will? Oh Jesus, dude! Now you got to open this no, can of worms. I don't think it takes yes, free will sir. out at all. <laughs> So I do you think I do you don't? think we in a simulation have free will? So that's the way I think about it is very strange because I think that free will is true, but it also isn't. So it's like everything you do, you are choosing to do, and but also that was always going to be hap- happening and always the thing you were going to choose. So it's it's not like you uh like if I was like, you know what, I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do after this show, I'm gonna go out and drive my car to the store. I could think about that and be like, I'm going to do that. And then be like, no, I have free will. I'm not going to drive to the store, but that's always what was going to happen. So it, yes, I chose to not go to the store after the show, but that's always what was going to happen and always what is happening. So it's hard, hard to even wrap your head around that kind of shit, you know? Mm. And that goes into eternal time paradox. So once in your existence was the only time that you ever had free will because You've done this a billion trillion times over and over and over again. And now it's no longer free will. It's just like you said, stuff that you've done already at another point in time. Right. It's like and something it's, that's something that could happen is going to happen at some point. So why not right now? So it, we always go back to the, the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. And that's kind of like my theme for life. I'm like, everything fingers. is going to happen or has happened or is going to happen no matter what. So why are you worried about? anything so i think we can change it so i have a you theory can, but it was always going to be changed but i have a theory with deja vu <laughs> i don't know if you guys do you guys have a theory on deja vu and what that is i do all right but go so, for it okay i kind of want to hear yours first because oh, joe's heard on. mine already all right, all right i'll, I'll say it yeah yeah want, right. the show has right. heard it before right. but it's fine. So, while you do that i'm gonna pee sorry all right i know your bladder is so small i'm judging so anyway my theory on deja vu is uh if if we are living the same life over and over, and I think we live all of our lives maybe over and over, who knows? I don't know anything. I don't claim to know anything. But if we do, I think it would be unfair to run the same program over and over because that's dumb. So you get to go back and plot out certain points in your life that are super important, but maybe 10 seconds before you get to remember that point 
And it could be a very mundane point. Like you're standing in the hallway contemplating life. Like, I think I need to get tomatoes today. But right before that, maybe you get in a car accident. Who knows? You get to stop and make that moment really prominent so that it makes you think about what could possibly happen in the future. Or it makes you think, hey, wait, this already happened. And then maybe you'll do something different. But you get to go back and plot out certain points in your life where you get to like put a stake in it and say, I'm going to remember this moment, this moment quantumly or whatever, that this thing already happened, but I'm going to change it. But you don't get to change it or know what will happen in the future. You just get a weird moment of confusion where you're thrown off a little bit and possibly you might do something differently. I got to ask, what makes you say that? What brought you to that conclusion exactly? How did you come up with that? Oh, it's it's actually not a great... (laughs) So I used to have deja vu so much when I was a little kid. And I had a ton of weird shit happen to me, not even right before or after deja vu. I'm not really sure. I just remember having it so often that I was like, you know, it would be really cool if some really important things happened after this. So it Sorry, it's not a great story. I just thought that would be really cool if you got to go back and do that. So every time I have deja vu, I will say moving forward after I had that, every time I have deja vu, I am extremely careful about what I do after that moment. And the fucked up part is you'll never know. Terrible things happen. You'll never know if if that was something (laughs) you had to redo or if you did it right. So are you implying that at some point you experimented with possibly going against what you instinctively felt was going to happen like you you chose to divert all right would it would it totally freak you out if i told you that i've been doing the same exact thing for like four years we've talked about this extensively on my show i've had i i get like bouts of very um i wouldn't say rapid but um like frequent deja vu sorts of things uh, over like a couple week spans. So like uh, no deja vu for like two months. And then over the course of like one week, I'll get it very frequently. And that's been happening since I was like a teenager. And at, at some point at like the age of 18, maybe I decided like, I'm going to start pushing against the grain of what like I feel is coming on, like before it happens and yeah, I've sort of been doing that like ever since. Like, I, so I feel like I'm you fucked this, up I'm in a past life so a lot of times. Has, do you feel like things so. have changed? Did you feel all right? So do you feel like when you have deja vu, something big happens later? It could be 10 minutes. It could be 10 days. It doesn't matter. But do you feel like something kind of big and life changing happens after you have I, deja vu or you're presented with a choice? I can't even say, but it, it might be some sort of chain reaction so me me going to reach for a cup of water to take a sip or me going to take a left turn instead of a right i don't think that's going to result in something incredibly large in the next hour or in the next day but who's to say that doesn't result in something wild you know a couple months from then yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect where you take a left turn instead of a right and somebody dies in China because you know, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. of your life is completely changed because you did one little thing differently. That's why time travel is such a big deal. Don't go and fuck shit up. You're going to change everything that's already been. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually incredibly surprised at your theory of deja vu because that's that's right about where I'm sitting, and I haven't yeah. heard anybody say that ever. Uh, I've never heard anyone say that crazy. either. The, me too. Thank you. Yeah. All right, rad, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So that <laughs> idea makes uh, trying to extrapolate like what's going to happen. My mic is muted. Your mic, anyway. yeah, I was gonna say it mic. was muted. It's, so it's not every decision. He was saying that it makes you overanalyze every decision. It's not every decision. It's that this life ends and you get to go back and say, okay, where did I fuck up? And you get to, you get to make your own choices and you might still fuck up and do the same stuff, but you get to try it again. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it is really well, that really the only teacher we have is the current life. So you, you remember where you fucked up in the past. Okay. Learn from that, you know, but how do you know that you didn't do this exact same thing in a previous life? Save points in, in Mario world or something like you get to go back and say like, all right, let's try this again. I'm going to get over this bridge and I won't let this bomb hit me. And this alligator won't grab me. And it's just like playing a video game in a sense. So it kind of goes hand in hand with simulation theory, where you're just going back to the level at a save point and trying to not die. Yeah, and the, the beauty of it is you might end up making a new mistake if you're lucky and learn something new. Yeah, you might learn find something the key to the out of it. warp level. Yeah, man. That was something that we mentioned when we got into simulation theory as we got into also deja vu. And we talked about how it could have been also a point where you died. Mm. So a deja vu point is a point where you die. Yeah, like it's, it's like your save point in a game, sort yeah. of, maybe. Maybe this is how Lara Croft feels in every Tomb Raider game. Oh, she's just dying over and over again. Yeah. Or she's Mario. Got a lot of deja vu. <laughs> yep. Dave, what do you think about this stuff? Uh, I feel like we've been bogarting this joint. So why don't you let us know what you feel about all this weird shit? Is it weird that I don't remember when I have deja vu and all? Like, I don't really pay attention. To, okay. If it happens, like it's definitely happened to me, but not recently. I mean, years, I could say, where I'm not like, huh, like, you know, where you, you shrug your shoulders and sit back and you actually know it's that deja vu moment. So for uh, obviously me, you're an NPC. So yeah, we can, it, yeah. clearly, clearly. Or yeah. you're on a new path and this hasn't happened before. Like, yeah. Could, or he's the most be. enlightened one of all of us. That yeah, be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'll, I guess I just don't uh, pay attention, but when it, when it does happen, I always deeply think about it and go like, what was that? Because you, it might be a memory might, you might've seen a, a certain sign at a, on a, on a building and right. it's a memory from when you were like four and you don't even like, you don't remember where you saw it. It was on a different side of the country. You know, you could have been not even paying attention when you were four, but it just, it went so far back into the coding that you have that it just popped right back into the present. Or it could be mistakes from past lives or future lives, whatever it is. You know, you could have that, like you take a left turn instead of a right in that other life. If you took the right instead of the left, you wouldn't have gotten T-boned and died in that car accident. So, you know, could be why yeah. people are afraid of flying. Could be why people are afraid of being in cars, you know, like, yeah. Somebody who's even never been in a car accident in their life could be terrified of driving on the freeway. And there's something to that. 
on top of deja vu, but that might be where they get that. They might be having those crazy deja vu moments every single time they get into a car from something yeah. they have no idea where it's coming from. I think I think the strongest deja vu, and this is you know according to science, is a. Uh, smell so i've had crazy deja vu with a smell and i don't even know what the fuck it is i don't even know what the smell is but you get that smell and it automatically like does something in your brain and you just have this deja vu you don't even know where it's from or why have you guys experienced that Jen? i have i feel like that's from this life um in my personal experience i'm not saying that's everyone's experience but I can smell something that I smelled when I was a little kid that maybe my grandparents had laying around and then I'll smell it later and remember, oh yeah, this is from when I had a sleepover at my grandparents' house when I was five years old. Like, oh, I, so you remember, I remember way more than I do. I just, I smell something and I'm like, that is familiar. It's from this life, but I, <laughs> I don't ever relate it to past life stuff, but that doesn't mean that's not true. It could totally be from that. I just remember stuff from this life. Well, the olfactory system of your body is the closest tied to memory so that's why smells are as as strong a memory jarring thing as they are yeah. Yeah, and especially from childhood because that's when you experience that magic of giving a shit about every single day where you're like wow today's gonna be fantastic i get Before to go to the jaded. beach i don't have to pay for anything yeah you don't care about money or taxes or going to work and working for a shitty boss you just have to like follow the rules and don't hit your sister and don't say shut up and whatever dumb shit your parents you can hate your rules. sister totally but, but that was my life but <laughs> you could hate your sister i guess i was not allowed to that was against the rules Speaking of memory, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. It's a weird thing with me. I, and again, I don't know if it's solely me, but uh, it's kind of along the lines of what David has said, where you have a memory of something and you relate that memory to a specific location, but the memory has nothing to do with the location that you are specific to. Oh, I've never yeah. done that. That's awesome. So like you have a memory, let's say, of a family party. Okay, so the family party takes place in your grandmother's house. But for some odd reason, every time that you drive past uh, a certain crossroads in a town, that memory pops up. Hmm. I'll give so you an you example. Think... Okay. When he said the memory of your grand grandmother's house, my grandparents used to have this like old stained glass chandelier above their their breakfast area and i haven't been in their house in 20 something years and every time i drive by this one shop they have those lamps and it brings you like like late like literally picture memory and smells and everything all at once so i guess that could just be that could be a deja vu point for me I guess, but, but that's, that's relating it to the shop that has chandelier or a light in it or something like that. What I'm saying is like an entire memory moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. That has nothing significant tied to it whatsoever. Literally just you think of a road and that memory is tied to it. You think of a, of a, a forest or a park that you drive by and another memory is tied to it and they have nothing to do with each other. I think most mm -hmm. deja vu, at least for me personally, is like that. It's something that's totally insignificant. There's nothing about it that's like, 
oh, this is crazy. But it just, but it just deja vu what he's talking about. He's talking about relating two different memories. It doesn't necessarily yeah. oh, sound like yeah. deja vu. That's but I nostalgia. see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. So you could have been thinking really hard about your family and driving by that street one day and you didn't even notice. And then later when you did it again, you connected the two because you were already thinking about them at another point in your life in this life. Maybe until it's not, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I just thought it was very weird. I don't know if anything's forever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so we did a, I bring it up all the time just because it was such a weird, not weird, but a great episode with a guy named Howdy Mikowski. Mikowski. What do you think about his idea that if it was a simulation, it could have been made last Thursday. So that, that is you know, a whole, right. It brings in a whole new <laughs> idea. Like Thursdayism. I'm a Thursdayist. We have to go to mass. But I mean, literally the, the simulation could be reset every day and you wouldn't know because all your memories would be changed. And people are like, no, I totally remember on this day doing this thing. It's like, well, I'm That's sure like you do City. remember that. Like what? Like Dark City, the movie Dark City. Yeah. Oh yeah. The reset every night. Yeah, yeah, and they have memories of a lifetime every single day. That would day. explain a lot of inconsistencies in history and other things. But what do you guys think about that? I couldn't even tell you what I did last Thursday. So who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> Me <laughs> to either, be completely actually. fair. Probably a show. I, it, it, it could also explain why time feels like it goes a lot faster weeks go by a lot quicker now i don't know if that's more of an age thing you know when you were younger it seemed like days were longer and weeks were longer and now that you're an older uh adult days go by like fucking nothing they zip by we've talked about that recently that we also heard on another podcast that they said the speed of light is increasing so time is increasing as well. I haven't mm-hmm. found anything to base that on. I, I don't study quantum physics and whatnot. So I don't know. Really? But <laughs> nope. Come on. But it's an interesting theory. Yeah, I, I heard something similar, but it was to do with uh, the, the spin of the earth is getting faster. So days are becoming shorter. Would we feel that though? Like that difference? Would uh, we, would, that we, would in, we would interpret it that way but wouldn't clocks not work or at least analog clocks not our phones but yeah wouldn't clocks just not they'd start to not match up well i mean time isn't real time is all perception anyways i agree with that i think time is put in place so that we have something to look forward to and do every day in this plane and i'm not saying that's a great thing but if everything's happening all the time well, if everything's happening all at once, all the time, in order to have a true experience in life, time has to exist so that we can have a day and an evening and a time to do a certain thing. Like, oh, I did this an hour ago. It makes it much more fun than just being like, Bleh. right. It's like a, a <laughs> qualifier of events because you can categorize things that happen based on the time and the day and everything. So it seems like a a calendar for things that happen. Like, I wonder if the the creator or God or whatever was like, I'm going to do everyone a favor. I want you guys to live and exist instead of existing all in this place, constantly spinning and going everywhere, have a linear life. It'll be so fun. And all we did was make people go to fucking work and complain and bitch about it all the time. We're like, God damn it. The days are getting shorter and it's cold outside. We're all just whining about our linear existence. 
He's like, fine, fuck you. You can do it all the time, all at once. Enjoy. This is the real hell. <laughs> the invention of the clock. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose before the invention of the clock, there was the reference of the sun coming up and the sun going down. And even at that point, there was some sort of reference of time. Like you, you knew at sunrise you had to go out and tend to the crops and when the sun was at the center of the sky you would go and feed the cows and when the sun came down you you know you would go and make yourself dinner i feel like that that reference of time has always been there even without the hour hand and the minute hand telling you exactly what time it was i didn't mean a clock in general i meant a linear time existing for us um existing as human beings instead of in whatever other plane of existence there might be. So, so even I think, like the, the days of the week and the months of the year and so on and sure, so forth. Like, I think there's a possibility that we're all living in a state of everything happening all the time, all at once, where we're just like, blah, 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 like just little particles, little energy particles. It's a possibility. It's just a random theory. I have lots of random theories. Um, so if we're all existing as little tiny energy particles, and someone was like, hey, let's make linear time so you guys can experience a life and see what that's like, like almost a simulation or like a game. And then we get into that and we get to experience linear time because we're constantly experiencing everything all at once happening all the time. Now we have linear time. So yeah, sure. Of course, it's going to start primitively with the sun coming up and setting. And then we figure out, okay, we hunt in the day, we sleep at night or whatever, be on watch at night, either way. But that linear time piece eventually devolved into us hating it, which is what I find funny. I don't know if anyone gets that point, but. Well, because you would hate it after you're used to it. It's like, oh, this is all I know. So fuck it. But if you were to exist outside of space and time, that would be amazing, too, because you, you could see everything and everything that was going to happen and has happened. That'd be amazing, too. But it would get boring because you would know fucking everything. So maybe God was just fucking bored. He's like, I know everything all the time. This is stupid. Why don't I just, you know. Yeah, it gives us the element of surprise. It gives us the idea like we don't know what's going to come to He's us. He's just trying next. to entertain himself or something. Or maybe he just wants us to be entertained and experience life and be happy about it. Who knows? But we we still are just like, fuck this. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I have to get up at eight o'clock in the morning. Fuck <laughs> this clock. What do you guys think about the the way that this has come into the the common conversation well as far as our community goes these days where is that part of a psyop or something too that we're all thinking about this kind of thing i mean i know people have always speculated on existence and the the you know the meaning of life and all this stuff but it seems to have ramped up quite a bit in the last few years what do you think about that don't all start at once <laughs> i wouldn't say it's part of a psyop personally uh and that again that's just an opinion but you have people like neil degrasse tyson and elon musk talking about the possibilities of simulation theory and obviously these are huge figureheads in their particular spaces of study and yeah they could be used to per uh you know push through some sort of psyop obviously neil degrasse tyson elon musk and people of that sort of stance they have the power and the ability to influence masses but at the same time i don't necessarily see 
the benefit of somebody questioning their existence. I, I, I get it from the religious standpoint, like that's sacrilegious and that, that could be a sin. You got to see the light of God. You got to see the light of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I think it's perfectly natural for somebody to question existence and what sort of plane they're living on. And I, I almost think it's healthy for somebody to question that just a little bit, not, not to go off the deep end, but to, to get the cogs turning, you know, grease the gears a little bit and figure out their space in the universe. Yeah. And if you don't think about that, obviously you're an NPC. Something along those lines, maybe. (laughs) I think that that's what God wants for us, though. If we're his creation, why would he want us to be fucking retarded? He's going to want us to be questioning existence. He makes retards. I'm sorry to use the word. Oh, shit. No. (laughs) Okay. What on the retarded Vegas? Continue, babe. Oh, no. That's. Yeah, I don't. Everybody has always questioned this type of shit, but it seems like there's periods that at least as far as we know from history where people don't think about that as much it seemed like the 17 1800s people were more just like you know what i should do is get super fat because that's hot because it means i have a lot of money and i should wear these weird frilly things i just don't get a huge like esoteric vibe from the 17 1800s you know what i should do i should get vaccinated and change my profile picture to the ukrainian flag and And a black square and everything else whatever this is doing i don't think that is what god wants or the creator wants i don't think that's the type of people they're looking for i actually don't even think it's what the elite want i think they're trying to weed those people out because i think they want the smart people for something even worse let's I think go they're into trying that to convince us they're trying to push it's like an elastic band i was talking about that with joe like it's like okay there's the left and the right and there's even the people in the middle like us like we're in the middle we're not left or right we don't support trump or biden we're not interested in politics at all in any way shape or form but they're trying to take like vaccines are so great if you don't get a vaccine you suck you suck you suck and then you don't get it and they're like well actually vaccines are totally killing people and those people who were so hard pulling on that elastic band, like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not. We were those people too, but we let go of the band a long time ago. The people who are still holding on are going to get snapped back when they're like, you were right. You did the right thing. Now we need you for this. That's what scares yeah, me. Yeah. What do you think most. about that? The old double reverse where we're actually living a sigh up by questioning all this stuff and we're actually right where the elite want us. What do you think about that? We are not there. The people, the other people, whoever. I mean, that would make the most amount of sense is distraction, a perfect distraction. The people that question the status quo the most being distracted by trivial and insignificant things is exactly the game plan. They don't care about the herd because the herd is already herded. They're already done. They care about the people that are questioning everything. So what do you do to occupy the people that are questioning everything is feed them more bullshit. Yeah. But it's bullshit that they're going to want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which in return makes the people distracted, non-playable characters because they're not playing the game in in, they're not playing the game. So, so I guess that answers our question from earlier. People are not really NPCs and not born as NPCs, but like like an addiction 
or a mind virus that creates that thought process, which actually just like, it's just a thought process that makes someone like that. If you're mindless and you're just, all you're thinking about is the device in your hand and that's it and likes and that, that creates the non-playable character because you're not out being an activist. You're not out doing this. You're not out doing that. You're not out saving somebody's life in an ambulance, you know, like you're just scrolling and that's the. I like that a lot because it it makes uh, it gives control to being an NPC, which is maybe what I like about it the most, because I hate designating someone as an NPC because they're not like me or because I hear someone say that someone's not like them. So they're an NPC. So it gives control to it. Like, am I being an NPC right now? Am I letting myself fall into this mind state or am I going to go take action? So I think that exact thought process is what makes you not an NPC, in my opinion, is because you're actually it's like questioning if you're insane. Nobody who's insane questions that. So to question whether you're an NPC or not and be like, am I judging too hard? Am I do that might be the goal is that you're you're recognizing, you know, human flaws in what you call an NPC and going, wait, am I an NPC because I'm judging this? So just I'm not saying it makes you perfect or anybody perfect, but to recognize you know, these inherent human traits and be like, you know what? I might work on that. That might be the real sign of it. Anybody who's, like I said at the beginning, anyone who's too sure of themselves, I'm very leery of because I'm like, you're telling me you have the answers to all this and nobody does. Nobody has for as far as I've known. So if you don't have the answers, neither do I. That means that makes us both wrong and right at the same time. Why don't we just, you know, smoke some weed and be cool with each other? (laughs) Agreed. Amen. So I, I've come across a pretty interesting theory when it comes to simulation theory, and it's related to the paranormal. Um, I came across a theory that suggests that most, if not all, paranormal entities are actually overlapping code from a previous simulation which is why we don't see ghosts in nike snapbacks and baggy jeans right it's (laughs) like people from the 1500s you know they they got their white dresses and their top hats and like their fancy clothes and it was before before version 4.0 or something yeah 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 this too that it yeah that's why it's all old school because it's all code that's just kind of coming back into this reality and we just kind of see it and we're like oh my god but instead of uh being computers like we're supposed to be we're like oh my gosh we're interpreting it as this is hetty from the 1800s and (laughs) she had a farm (laughs) exactly exactly i can't wait to see a ghost wearing yeezys yeah so that probably won't happen for another couple hundred years you know by the time the code catches up again then you're going to see people like Lil Wayne with face tattoos they're going to be all what the fuck is this dude with face tattoos and a fake teeth what the fuck was he doing was that cool back then yeah it was totally cool back then bro everybody called themselves little and young for some fucking reason we don't know (laughs) nobody's going to know it's going to be just as much of a mystery well, dude, before we get out of here, why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you in your awesome show? Because uh, we got to have another talk again soon. For sure. Uh, like I said in the beginning, Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, hushhushsociety.com. Pretty much anywhere uh, you can input or search Hush Hush Society. We're the only ones. You'll find us very easily. Perfect. Same nice. with us. We're the only legit bat. So that's cool. Hey, isn't it nice? Yeah. It's a good feeling. 
Ben picked well with this name. I, I thought it was stupid, but it ended up being very unique. And if you Google legit bat, though, you'll find the watermelon legit bat. And there's a guy who sells baseball bats that are all legit baseball bats, baseball bat names or something. <laughs> I'm not sure, but you might find it. Legit we, we watermelon get, baseball bat. Our search relates a lot to uh, the movie Hush. There's a there's uh, apparently a, a horror movie or something uh, that comes up a lot. Hmm. That's about it. Well, hey, at least you're getting <laughs> Otherwise, more it's hits, us. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. If you want to support the show, you can donate in the links below, or you can go to Legit Bat and get a shirt, legitbat.com, and get a shirt or a mug or whatever. I always forget to mention that at the beginning because I'm stupid. But if Are you, you an NPC right now? Yes, I'm very NPC. Thank you very much. Shut up. All right. Have a great night. <laughs>